Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from King of Faith Church. This message is by Colin Urquhart. Do everything in love. Just four words in that verse. Do everything in love. A few more words in the truth version. There it says... Let everything you do be done in love. Whenever God calls us to do anything, it's always to be done in love. And all those of you who are going to be involved in mission this week will be having contact with people that are not potential evangelist and fodder, but are people to be loved. The, the best way in which we can convey the love of God to people is not simply by telling them that God loves them, but by showing them his love. Now, we know the scripture says that we can only love because he's first loved us. So how has God shown his love for you as a person? Now, of course, as a Christian, each one of us would say, well, he's shown his love supremely in giving his life for us on the cross. That, of course, is the truth. But let's uh, get a little more personal than simply understanding what he's done for our salvation. God called you as a person. He didn't just issue a general invitation and you happened to get in the way of it, picked it up and decided to give your life to Jesus. No, he called you personally. He chose you personally. And he has continued ever since, to show his love for you personally. He cares about you. He is concerned for you. He desires the best for you because you're his child. And any loving parent desires the best for his or her children. He has shown an interest in every detail of your life, even to the extent of knowing how many hairs there are on your head, even if for one or two that's zero. 
he knows the most intimate and the most insignificant details of your life and of who you are. He's never regarded you as evangelistic fodder. but as a child who he loves. He's been very kind to you, very patient with you. He sees all the struggles that go on within you, the conflicts that you sometimes experience, between his will and what you would like for yourself. He sees the times when you fail him, when you get angry with yourself for the way in which you have, as you perceive it, disappointed him. But he's never beaten you, whipped you, scolded you, punished you, He just patiently draws you back into his best purpose. He is so patient, his loving kindness endures forever. This is the way he loves you and many other ways too. He has blessed you in Christ with Every spiritual blessing, you lack no spiritual gift. He's given you the glory that the Father gave to Jesus. Everything that the Father has, everything that the Son has, the Holy Spirit makes known to you. All this, his great love. It's a love that can never really be questioned. It's a love that never changes. His love for you never changes with mood or circumstances. He is always consistent, always the same, always faithful in his love. Sometimes we go through difficult situations, challenging times. Sometimes it's difficult to understand why God has allowed that to happen. But one thing we are absolutely sure of is in the midst of it all, he is constant in his love for us and his desire to bring us through whatever it is that we have to face, whatever challenges confront us. This is love. So here we have these four words, do everything in love, because that's a description of how God works. Everything he does, he does in love. So we love because he first loved us. So you're going to have the opportunity this week to show that love to others. So you're not encountering them just wanting to get as quickly as possible to 
some prayer that you trust will be the first step towards their salvation. You want people to know that you're interested in them. That you, you're not sort of rushing from one to another, but you've got time for them. You know, when you want to begin a conversation with someone, the uh, easiest way to do that is to talk about their favorite subject. And everybody's favorite subject is themselves. So, you only have to ask people something about themselves that shows an interest in them. And they will begin to talk. We're not trying to scare them into the kingdom by saying, what's going to happen to you when you die? Do you know what? Andy Elms preached a brilliant word on Sunday in Horsham. If you haven't heard it, download it, because it was a master class in how to get alongside people, sitting next to them, talking to them, encountering them, wherever. And uh, Pastor Clive and, and myself and... <coughs> Our wives went out with him and his family for lunch afterwards and he gave a demonstration of what he was preaching about with the waitress in the restaurant where we were. It was brilliant. Just getting her, first of all, to talk about herself. And I mean, this is just a two, three minute thing in a restaurant. But by the end, getting her to agree that that night, before she went to bed, she would say, Jesus, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. It was a real master class. But you see, he showed an interest in her as a person. And uh, this is love. You can't love people without being interested in them. You can't build relationship without being interested in the people you're building relationship with. And all right, it might only be a very temporary relationship in some of the evangelistic situations in which we find ourselves, but all the more important to use those few minutes to show that there is a God who is interested in them. Interested in their lives now, interested in who they are, what they're doing, and yes, eventually what they believe and so on. But I do encourage you to download and listen to that message if you weren't there on Sunday, or listen to it again if you were. What we always have to understand is that only the Holy Spirit converts people. Only the Holy Spirit can cause a person to be born again. Only a Holy Spirit can bring a person under conviction of sin. You won't do that. 
That's the job of the Holy Spirit. Don't never try to do the job of the Holy Spirit for him. He's very much more capable of doing it himself better than you could ever do it for him. So let him do his stuff. You do yours, which is simply to do everything in love. The great thing is this. When we have expressed the love of God, we have fulfilled his purpose. Because this is a command, let everything be done in love. Do everything in love. So, you won't know possibly the outcome. Very often you won't know the outcome of those to whom you've shown God's love. But that's not your concern, really. That's God's concern. You have been faithful in letting God use you to initiate a process. We call it sowing seeds. And, you know, we... We're longing to see harvest, more and more harvest, more and more people responding to the Lord. And, uh, of course, you can't have harvest without seed being sown first. So we're sowing all the time, and we're going to see more and more reaping, and it will get to the point where the reaper will overtake the sower because of the dynamic of what God is doing amongst us. But, you know, God will take us to that point. We just need to be faithful in showing his love. And um, when you do that, you can receive all kinds of different responses. But if you actually show concern, compassion for those that you're talking to, that actually diffuses a whole lot of negativity. It's very difficult for someone to continue to be negative when everything that they say and do is responded to in love. They can't understand that because in the world, one negative will give birth to another negative or at least give birth to argument. And let me just remind you that you will never, ever Ever, 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 for the rest of your life, be able to argue anybody into the kingdom of God. It is totally impossible. It's not ever going to happen by having head-centered conversation, but only by reaching the heart. You can't convert people through the intellect. I mean, at university when I studied theology, there was one professor who had three doctorates, three different 
theological doctorates, but he didn't know the Lord. So much information about the Bible, about doctrine, about this, that, and the other. But it's all head stuff. You can only know the Lord because of heart stuff. And that's why just to sow something into the heart of a person will begin a process in that person's life. Because once a heart has been touched, a person can never deny that that's happened. They might, they might try to sort of suffocate it, push it down, push it away, but it's there. And of course, what God will do if something is sown in the heart is he will cause that to be furthered in some way or another, not possibly through you. You know, there are occasions when you come across someone in an evangelistic situation where they're ripe, they're ready, they're ready to come into the kingdom. You can actually lead them there into the kingdom. But people like that have already had things sown in their heart, perhaps several times by several different people, and that's all been percolating away within them so that when you happen to come across them, they're ready. But it's foolishness to try to lead someone to the Lord if there's no repentance and there's no faith, because it's only by repentance and faith that we can come to know the Lord. So, all we've got to do is to obey these four words this week. Do everything in love. See this person that you're talking to or you're working alongside or you're doing a job for or whatever it is you're called to do. You do it in love. The rest is up to the Holy Spirit. Because, you see, if you've done it in love, then you have sown God, who is love, into the heart of that person. And, you know, in the parable of the sower, when the sower goes forth to sow the seed, Jesus says, first of all, it falls upon the path. And the birds of the air come and steal it. So that's not going to prove effective. But actually, when he's describing the meaning, Jesus says that that seed was sown in the heart, not the head. The devil doesn't have to steal anything away from the head. It just makes people more confused. But he does want to try to steal something from the heart. And Jesus says that, that the enemy comes and steals that which was sown in the heart. So the thing we need to learn 
from that is that when the sower goes out to sow the seed, he's sowing into the heart. Even, even of those who will reject the message or will not come through. But the message is sown in the heart. Even, even when the seed falls on the rocky soil, you see, first of all, it's received with joy in the heart. But then there's no follow-through after that, and there's no depth of faith um, that develops out of that. So when the pressure comes, uh, you know, the, the young seedling withers and dies. But it's all in the heart. And even the, the seed that falls among the thorns and the thistles, you see, that's actually growing up well. But other things are growing up too. And it's the other things that choke the life of the good seed. But the good seed is growing because it was sown in the heart. God never sows in the head. He always sows in the heart. And so that's, that's what we are. And this is why you uh, need to resist the temptation to respond to people when they want to get into an argument about this, that, or the other, or, you know, it's all sort of head stuff. If you look at Jesus talking to the woman at the well, she tried that. When the conversation got a little bit too hot for her, she tried to engage Jesus in a conversation about the right place to worship. Good religious sort of argument. But of course, Jesus cuts across all that. I mean, he just answers the thing in a way that actually the woman probably wouldn't have been able to understand. But... He will not let her off the hook. He gets straight to the heart. Go and bring your husband. Ooh, I have no husband. Are you sure I haven't? You've had seven already. Words of knowledge. And you see, when you communicate in love, God can give you words of knowledge so you can go straight to the heart not the head the heart you see this is where if you're concerned about people you're concerned about what is happening in their lives and it's statistically true that the vast majority of people come to the Lord in a time of need why because in a time of need their hearts are much more open. Right? You don't have a need in your head, but you have a need in your heart. So praise God. You know, we, ha- we've, we haven't accomplished anything if you encounter someone and you think you've won an argument about some aspect of the Christian faith. You've, you've achieved Absolutely nothing, really. But if you've sown, not just God loves you, 
But if people see the love of God in you because you care about them, you're concerned about them, you're interested in them, although you've never met them before, you don't know them from a bar of soap, but you're much more interested in them than you would be in a bar of soap. Hallelujah. Let everything be done in love. Do everything in love. And if the love gets rejected, you've still been faithful. If the love is accepted, you've been fruitful. But if you do everything in love, you've done everything in God. And it's the love of God in you that has been expressed through you. So let's all stand, come into the middle. I want you to first just close your eyes so you're not distracted by anything else. And I don't want you to think about what you're going to do this week. Just put that to one side for a few moments. But just focus on the Lord, Jesus. And thank him for his love for you. Not just for the cross. We're always thankful for the sacrifice he's made for us. But thank him that he's interested in you. To such an extent that he knows everything about you. He knows when you sit down, when you get up, when you come in, when you go out. How many hairs are on your head. He knows your thoughts from afar. He knows your words even before they're on your lips. Because he's interested in you. And he cares about you so much that he's actually come to live in you. The Father and the Son have come to make their home with you. So it's not your love for others, but it's his love in you. That same love that is interested in you is interested in the person you're talking to. Is interested in the person alongside you. He died for them as well as for you. So thank him for his love. Thank him for his patience. That even when you fail him, he doesn't judge you, doesn't condemn you, doesn't punish you. So you're not going to judge, you're not going to condemn anyone. No matter what they think or say or believe. or They might start cursing and blaspheming God right in your face. But 
Still you won't judge them or condemn them because they don't know what they're doing. Even when Jesus was being nailed to the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So when people abuse you and, and reject you, they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand that it's not you they're rejecting, but it's the love of God in you that they're rejecting. That whatever they do to you, they do to him. They don't understand that. But you won't judge them for it. You won't condemn them. You just remember that God has been so merciful to you. Sometimes people might say all kinds of things to try to shock you. They're such sinners that God would never be interested in them. How do you love such people? You just show that you're interested in them, you're concerned about them. Just always remember it's the heart, not the head, that you're aiming for. The heart, not the head. So if you do everything in love, you aim for the heart. God has taken hold of your heart. So thank him. Hallelujah. He's poured his love into your heart by the Holy Spirit, according to the scripture. So that love he's poured into your spirit, into your heart, that love is going to flow out of you now. A river of living water. Hallelujah. How God really cares for them. He cares for those people so much that he's actually behind the fact that you end up having a conversation with them. The Holy Spirit is even able to maneuver that. He's, he's able to get you to go to a particular person. He can also get a particular person to come to you. It can work either way around. But you meet. We, we call them God meetings, don't we? God moments, God events. Wow. Organized by God. Because he wants you to sow the seeds of love. It's the seeds of love are the seeds of truth. Hallelujah. The love of God is really irresistible. It's just that people don't know him in his love, but you know him in his love. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you. We praise you.
that you are love, that you have shown so much love to each one of us. You've been so merciful, so gracious. You've blessed us in so many ways. You've been so patient and kind and gentle with us. And thank you, Lord, that you reproduce your life in us by the Holy Spirit. So we can go out in the name of Jesus, in the person of Jesus, with the character of Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, who will reveal Jesus to others through us. And we thank you that we're going to have a number of really meaningful moments during these coming days when that love is going to hit people's hearts. It's going to be sown in their hearts. Hallelujah. And we dare to believe, Lord, that many will be saved as a result. Not necessarily in the park at that moment, but they will be drawn to you. Hallelujah. There's that scripture in Jeremiah where God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love and with loving kindness have I drawn you. Now that's a great word, you see, because you go out now with that everlasting love but it's with the loving kindness of God in your heart that people will draw you. Uh, sorry, that, that God will draw people to him. It's love attracts. And it's with that loving kindness that he drew you to himself. And it's with loving kindness that you would draw others to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you that you go before us, Lord. You open up the way. You prepare the way. Hallelujah. We thank you that even today you have planned certain events, certain meetings, certain times with certain people. And hallelujah, Lord. We, we thank you that as we put this word this morning into practice, so we will know that we have fulfilled this command to do everything in love. Praise your holy name. Bless your holy name. Let's just praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Basta calaria letto papa papara sanduri sandoha. O papa papara sanduri saria letto papa papara sanduri. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Now, you're going out with the authority and the power of God as well as his love, and we expect that during the course of the next few days, some people will be healed, and, and God will meet their needs. But you see, he will do that in love. Everything he does is in love. That's why his word says, do everything in love. So the healing is, is an act of his love, isn't it? God, this is, this is why it's actually easier to see unsaved people healed. Because it's easier to see unsaved people healed than saved people healed. Because when people are children of God, he expects them to believe. But if people are not his children yet, then they can't believe, right? But he's willing to show them his love in what he does for them. That's the thing. It's not just that you have an anointing to heal the sick in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but in love, <clears throat> God wants to touch that person at their point of need. He wants to demonstrate the reality of who he is. Hallelujah. So just be open for the Holy Spirit to lead you in that way. And if he does, you just step out in the obedience of faith, knowing that God will do his stuff. He never wants you to get egg on, his, on your face. You know, he, he won't fail you. He will fulfill his word. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit only leads us to do what works. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to do anything that doesn't work. So praise God. Father, we thank you for the miracles this week. We thank you for the people that are going to be healed. We thank you for personal and family situations that are going to be impacted through your love as people who even don't know you, just open up their hearts, open up their situations. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we can always say to people, you know, is there any need in your life? Because I want to pray for you because God loves you so much he wants to meet that need. And that's why, you know, God will, God will back that up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it's the truth. And he is the truth. And he is love. And he is the healer. And he is the provider. Hallelujah. Oh, so we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that everything that is done in love is done for your glory. So we pray that you are going to be glorified this week, glorified in what we do, but glorified in the lives of others because the seeds of the truth, of love, are sown into their hearts by the Holy Spirit. Not by us, it's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit working through you. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are going to move in really deep and profound, life-changing ways. That this is not a week that we're going to grit our teeth and get through and praise the Lord that it's lectures next week. No, 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 no. This is the opportunity to shed abroad the love of God. Amen. So we bless you. We praise you. We exalt you. We glorify you. Come on, we're going to finish with some praise now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.